Good morning. This is Dr. Binyan. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the podcast. Uh, today, I'm going to talk about a few different things you can learn a lot, hopefully be inspired and find it very interesting from uh, 1811 to 1860 to the 1960s. We're talking about uh, a revolt, a slave revolt in 1881 to Cujo Lewis, who was the last one of the last known slaves brought over uh, even after the uh, international slave trade was abolished, so snuck into this country, stolen from his country, and monuments that are still there in Africatown in Mobile, Alabama, uh, which many people don't even know about, to my current living situation, which I've been in for many, many years in North Florida, and the, my uh, about my own uh, situation which happens to be in a neighborhood, well, you'll just have to listen in for more. So follow me on Instagram at handle Dr. Mignon online or my Facebook page with the same name, and you can see photographs that correspond to this podcast. I know you're going to enjoy it. Thanks so much for joining in. This year, the theme of Black History Month is Black Resistance, and that comes in many different forms. Uh, it can come in quiet, peaceful forms. It can come in our mere existence as resistance, because at some point, you know, people really did not care if you lived or died in the South particularly. But of course, all across the nation, um, that's why we had the Civil War. <laughs> um, so... So it's really important for us to take time and to reflect. I did get to go to a place called um, Africa Town, and actually, um, I I remember I maybe I've learned about this many 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 years ago, uh, but I remember a few years ago uh, seeing a beautiful article in the National Geographic about Africa Town, and then there was actually a Netflix special about Africa Town as well. Um, but it's a place uh, around Mobile, Alabama. And um, coming back from Louisiana, we were able to stop there. And uh, it's really fascinating. You should definitely go. Uh, it's very easy to get to. And uh, the amazing thing there is that um, Cujo, the um, Cujo Lewis, was one of the last remaining um, uh, enslaved people that uh, actually lived in this country. He was uh, stolen from Africa at the age of 19, and um, and he uh, was brought here, smuggled into this country, into Mobile, Alabama. There's um, some new history. This the, the ship that he was brought on was called the Clotilda, it was recently found um, underground or underwater, actually, in the Mobile Bay. And um, they're resurrecting that and actually making a museum about it. Um, but we were able to go to the Africa town and to see it um, and to explore the area and to see the graveyard and to see his uh, gravesite memorial and the statue that is dedicated to him. 
again, there are photographs about it um, on my uh, pages if you'll like them or follow them. Um, and, you know, it's really important for us to... The thing that was most powerful for me was the fact that this is like a direct connection to slavery. Sometimes people think or feel that slavery happened so long ago or they can't really feel connected, but by going on the tours of the Whitney Plantation and seeing the memorials, participating in the blessing of the land and actually giving libation to our ancestors, to those who fought, to those who died, to those who survived so that we can still be here um, is really um, enlightening. You know, it's good for your spirit, for my spirit. I, I don't want to say, you know, some of it is healing because it's not just about sadness. Yes, it it is sad. And I cried. Um, and it's powerful. But I'm also grateful. Um, and and by seeing people's resistance, by seeing the strength that people had, by knowing and recognizing what people had to endure, um, it gives me strength. It lets me know that I can continue on and um, that nothing is uh, unachievable or I can survive many, many, many things. Um, and so I definitely you know, recommend that for everyone you know, for black people, yes, definitely, because it's a it's a connection to our past, um, and it reminds us about you know what we've been through, where we're going, who got us here. Uh, for for all people, uh, all Americans, white people, you know, brown people, you know, Asian people, Latin people, this is our history, um, and the truth is you know, this story repeats itself in many different ways, maybe not exactly to the same degree, but there was, you know, slavery of um, Chinese or Japanese Americans, Asian Americans, certainly of the Native Americans who, you know, unfortunately this country has tried to wipe out any race, which is horrendous and ridiculous uh, and disgusting. Um, but but a people cannot be wiped out, and we have, you know, common ground. We have commonality. Um, so I I hope everyone will go and and you know yes for for Caucasian Americans. I mean it is we cannot change the past. We have to recognize the past. It it exists as it existed and occurred. Um, but by recognizing it. Uh, and moving forward, we can embrace it together. You know, we went through this together, yes. Um, and it's very, very, very important for us to be able to do that. In 1811, there is a, a revolt, like I said, on the plantations. And um, it was extremely, you know, it was enlightening for me. I wasn't familiar with this. This was the la largest uh, revolt. And uh, about hundreds of people were killed. Unfortunately, you know, the, the enslaved people who were revolting. You know, I know revolutionaries. I see revolutionaries of all type. Uh, I know and I recognize in my friends, you know, who were, you know, what, what type of revolutionaries there are. So it was fascinating for me to see and, and pay respect to uh, those people who fought and died. Uh, voluntarily died because they could not accept what was happening. 
And, um, and I can really appreciate that. You know, when they killed the people who were fighting, you know, who were making the revolt, they cut off their heads. It was very aggressive, literally, you know, it was horrendous and put their heads on post along the riverside to make it an example of these people uh, so that the other slaves would not try such a thing again. Again, this was in 1811. Um, in 1954, you know, we had, you know, the laws were passed so that we would have, um, no longer have slavery. Of course, it took a long time for that to go into play. The Civil War occurred in 1861 to 1865. Uh, slavery was finally officially abolished in 1865. Cujo and that boat was brought from West Africa. Um, and, and all of those people, there were 115 enslaved people who were on that boat, was brought here in 1865. That's 158 years ago. And uh, they were snuck into this country. Uh, and you can learn more about who did that and how, how the story goes. Please read about it. Um, please look it up. Watch, watch the Netflix or HBO specials on it. Read about it on your, you know, on, do some research on your uh, computer. Um, in 1921, my, one of my favorite writers... Zora Neale Hurston, who happens to be from Florida, you know, that's my, my state that I live in, and that's where I was born, uh, it was Florida, actually she comes from um, around Eatonville, which is around Orlando, and that actually has one of the, had one of the largest, most avant-garde uh, populations of black people, uh, cities um, in the nation, I did not know that piece, or that fact, until I was down in Orlando, um, and wanted to go to her museum and found Eatonville. And in fact, like I say, you know, right now I'm doing some research on my ancestry and, um, you know, I really have to get into central Florida to back into some of my history. So um, please research Zora Neale Hurston. Um, I love her. I love the way that she writes. You know, she also was a uh, historian. She was trained that way. Her father was a mayor and and uh, she was an extremely educated woman uh, who also came up in the you know black renaissance period in New York uh, really beautiful amazing writer uh, who told the truth and who told liked to write about everyday people uh, in their dialect which was <laughs> excellent and that's what I love about her writing of course back then uh, people questioned her writing. They asked them, you know, people like Hemingway and others would say that she was writing to be sensational or something to that effect, uh, that it was basically a gimmick, which is nonsense. But um, unfortunately, as, as much of a beautiful writer as she is, and she did inspire people like um, Alice Walker and other uh, great African-American women writers who were very uh, excellent, uh, Tony. Toni Morrison, um, who've received, you know, multiple awards, etc. Um, she unfortunately died, um, apparently, you know, uh, I don't want to say alone, but anyway, broke and maybe alone. So, uh, that's kind of sad, but thank goodness for her resistance 
in her writing, she, you know, that just propels us forward. Um, but I didn't know that the person who's on the front of her book, even though I've loved her writing since I was a teenager, I didn't realize that that was Cujo. And, um, and so, uh, you know, life kind of goes full circle right now. I am, you know, exploring this 50th year of my life and also, uh, I'm learning new things, certainly, like I'm trying to share with you. I hope that it, you're following it and it makes sense. I hope that it will inspire you to take a look at some of these things. Um, and also, I'm rediscovering things that I used to know and uh, or used to think about. And, um, you know, sometimes when life gets so busy, you can just suppress things or keep working towards other things and you forget certain things. So it's very cool for me right now to move back uh, and rediscover some of this for myself, for my personal development, um, and uh, learn new things and see new things and connect the dots. So um, there is so much history that is all around us. It is our history. Um, Like I said, I live in North Florida, and so there's a lot of things that are within my driving range that uh, I can learn and explore. Uh, it's a beautiful state. Um, and so I've been able to do that. Um, I also went to, and I will talk about this soon and post some pictures. I have not had a chance to do that to uh, Martin Luther King's home and uh, Ebenezer uh, Baptist Church in Atlanta. And I'll talk about that soon, but cr- extremely inspiring. So uh, again, just connecting the dots of all of these different places that are without are with are within my reach, and it is Black History Month. We're celebrating Black resistance, that comes in many 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 different forms, um, and we can find that along our existence here in this country, of course. Um, and every day, you know, I just get up and keep working and try to help people. My my mere existence hasn't necessarily been easy, but um, but nobody's is easy, and uh, um, you know there is a struggle, and there's still significant you know differences. You know, one of the things that struck me, I was trying to wrap it up, but I just wanted to share this thought. One thing that struck me when I was at the um, Oak Alley Plantation was that, uh, again, plantation life was hard for everybody, the workers, the slaves, the owners too. Um, But of course, the owners had money relative to the rest of the population. And, um, but the story was about the family that owned that particular plantation and how the gentleman was trying to get alone. And, um, you know, of course he had to use, you know, had to value all of his property and his property included property included the slaves. And that was part of his, you know, equity in his land, which helped him to get the loans. And I just think it's so, um, besides the fact that the concept is sick, you know, that you can use other humans as your property to to get loans, but that was what was earning you money. Um, the fact that it's so difficult to, you know, we could be, as other human beings, a part of the equity that gets people a line of credit, essentially. But now, you know, it's still difficult for black people 
or poor people or marginalized people, brown people, people of color to get loans today. Uh, it's like when Cujo and, and the other people in Africatown are realized that they were free when they were told that they were free. Now they had, you know, that's great, but they had a problem. They didn't have land and they didn't have money to buy land. And when he asked his former master, uh, boss for, for land, now that he'd been working for free for at least five years, the master told him he didn't owe him anything and that he should buy the property. Now, initially, the you know the African people there, the people who were brought over from Africa there in Mobile, Alabama, wanted to go back to Africa, but they couldn't get enough money. Of course, they couldn't get enough money to 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 sail back to Africa. So they had to make Africa town. They had to live here, and um, he ultimately bought that property that Africa town is on. Uh, that area is called um, Magazine Point, I believe. Uh, but he bought it for a hundred bucks, but I'm sure it was extremely difficult to get that money. And I'm sure he, I'm sure people, you know, they made their own form of government in that area. And, um, they all worked together to pool their money together to buy this property. So, you know, uh, and then of course we had our Jim Crow laws and all of these things. So just because people were free, when they say, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you know, you have to have boots to do that. Uh, and it's hard to buy boots when you don't get enough money or when you have to work for a pittance or when you have to walk, you know, two, two miles or more to get to work or you can't catch the bus or you're so exhausted that you have to sit in the back of the bus. Um, you know, it's really difficult. Uh, we've done an amazing job. And, uh, but I just wanted to remind people of that, you know, to be very thoughtful and mindful of what it would take and also what it continues to take um, and how we have these things like um, unconscious bias, you know, or uh, my area, we have something called the old boy network, you know, where like I might not be included in people's conversation or as they're planning business or trying to help people out. Instead, I have to work in my own circle um, and, um, and it and it can be hard, you know. I mean, you get used to it, but um, <clears throat> but but it's not easy. And it's always great when you have collaboration and friendship. Um, and so it's just important for us to be mindful of that. And and people who've been through it, I know, I know that you'll understand. And for the people who haven't, um, or who have um, you know, uh, privilege, um, it's important for us to be conscientious of others. Um, and to have a sense of awareness, you know, let us be real and uh, let us know what is happening. You know, let let one not understand, you know, the challenges that people go through and have compassion or have a heart. So um, I just wanted to share that and share those experiences and hopefully uh, enlighten and encourage others to go check out these things that are, you know, in our backyards or uh, you, if you can't get there, if you're far, far away, if you're in another country, if you're in another part of the state listening, you know, look it up on, look it up on the internet. It's powerful. You know, maybe you'll want to come and visit, you know, New Orleans and Louisiana and the South, you know, we have some beautiful things to visit and beautiful beaches and beautiful history and beautiful architecture. And it's our history, 
Um, and, uh, you know, it's American history and, and it's your place to enjoy as well. It's, it's for all of us. Um, I live in a, a neighborhood. Let me tell you, the name, the name of my neighborhood is called Whitfield Plantation. Whitfield Plantation. And it was a plantation. You know, I looked it up. Uh, Mr. Whitfield was a judge, you know, and, uh, and I have patients today who are familiar, you know, they're old, but they remind me that they used to have to go and work the fields near, nearby before they would go to school or during school season that, which was also planting season, you know, they'd, sometimes they couldn't go to school because they had to work. And, uh, so this history is real and the history is all around us and, and it's important to understand it. So we know where we came from and we know we can identify where we want to go and we can be better people and we can have love and compassion for one another. So with that, I will close. It is the morning. I have to get ready for work, but I wanted to get these thoughts out. Happy February 2023. Um, Happy Black History Month. The Black history is our history, all of our history, whether you like it or not. And um, it's going to be a great month, and we just keep working and moving forward. And uh, I hope that you have a wonderful day. Namaste. It's Dr. Mignon with drmignononline.com. Follow me.